Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Good to see you again, and welcome back to Wisdom and Wealth Pathways to a Life of Significance for you and your family. I'm Ryan Ruff, your moderator, and as always, I'm going to be joined by Frank Astorino of the Astorino Financial Group, and we're going to be getting into a really interesting conversation today. You know, for many of you that tune into this show and listen to these conversations that Frank and I have, or whether we bring on one of our esteemed guests, really, we're always diving into these different wealth management strategies or solutions and looking at some of the the finite challenges that a lot of you know successful families or business owners face in their day-to-day lives but really what we thought was we we should take a step back for a moment and take a look at wealth management as a whole you know what is wealth management really you know sure while there are many strategies and solutions on an intricate level regarding different avenues of wealth management there's a very important part of understanding what wealth management really is, kind of from a 10,000-foot view perspective, if you will. So today, what we thought was we take a look at how the industry really views wealth management and what wealth management really is in the first place. So with that, let's go ahead and bring Frank on before we dive into things. Frank, it's good to see you today. How are you doing, sir? Great to see you, Ryan, and Happy New Year to everyone out there. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year, indeed, everybody. Good to good to be back. Uh, you know, after after some holiday time, sit down to record today's episode. And Frank, you know, we're talking about the the industry's perspective today on on wealth management as a whole. Let's start with the financial advisors, the wealth managers themselves that work with clients, much like yourselves. Talk to me about the different types of advisors that exist, because there certainly isn't one. Uh, talk to me about the different wealth managers that a lot of folks can encounter uh, when walking this road of wealth management. Sure, that's a good place to start because uh, we can get into the definition of wealth management, but you have to know who's servicing the wealth management industry. And I, if you were to picture it as uh, in our description, a, a pyramid, you start out with single investment advisors. They have a little bit of uh, limited confidence. Their results may be in a certain specific area, whether they came from the insurance industry or the investment side of the, the, the aisle. Um, and then there's the financial advisor. Um, as you move up the pyramid, there's you know limited number of financial advisors out there that are goals bound and um, have a little bit more confidence. Uh, they're not quite at the level of wealth manager yet. And let's talk about what a wealth manager is. A, a ma- wealth manager is someone who has quiet confidence, has a wide range of results that they can bring to the table. And um, they're very extensive on the goals and on the human element of uh, building a rapport with a client. And then you get the um, really the top tier management where there's a high level of confidence because of either designations, experience, or a combination of the two. Um, You're basically the family office uh, leader or the chair of the um, client's uh, wealth in entirety. Um, Now, with that said, there's four different outcomes that we see with advisors. There's those who um, disappoint, maybe because they don't have the experience and the the breadth of knowledge that more affluent and high net worth people need and want. There's those that delight. So as you go up the pyramid, you know, you may get a little bit more satisfaction, you have a little bit more rapport. And then there's um, those who who deliver 
Um, but going beyond delivering is, is that delight. And then there's those that um, defend. At the top of the pyramid, there are client, there are advisors that are truly an advocate for you and they're not being led by product or by um, something that their company is promoting. They're really putting the client on the center stage. Sure. So in looking at kind of these four results, really, of, of the experiences that clients can receive when working with different wealth managers, obviously, you know, you just saw there on the screen, folks, with the, the pyramid that we just showed, there are there's multiple levels of service you can receive. And of course, that service will lend its way as to whether or not you, your family, your business can achieve the financial goals that matter most to you. But Frank, you and I have had conversations on this show about this idea of kind of your your optimal financial world is as we've referred to it in the past. Uh, you know, we're going to bring up a graphic, but I'd love for you to, to kind of walk us through what that means and where somebody would find themselves at the intersection of that. Sure. The, the way the diagram uh the Venn diagram is, is shown here, is that the optimal financial world is combining the human element, which is really critical, you know, getting very personal and getting into the depth of what a client's authentic uh, profile is. And then combining that with a systematic process that's very methodical and it works. This has worked for decades. Um, and you combine that with a cohesive team that is aligned with the client and the family household. And then you have like nine drivers, uh, just to go through them quickly. There's the client-centered discovery meeting. We have this coherent, connected communication. There's a deep, intimate relationship, um, followed by you know, the cohesive team. We're using state-of-the-art capabilities. Uh, preferential arrangements for the client, whether it's virtual or in person, or maybe traveling cross country to meet with them. Um, we have the best of the best contacts. So when we get into the relationship side, whether it's introducing attorneys, accountants, property and casualty uh, professionals, and then we're continually trying to improve the process. The fact that we're having this podcast um, is a sign of, of the development and the progress that we've made in virtual communication. Um, and we also, we're always identifying opportunities as the world is changing and even financial planning and investment management is changing. Um, we are constantly looking for new opportunities and innovations. And we are always trying to address the failures um, and success is built off of failures. So. Sometimes there's bugs in the system. Um, I have at least uh, one or two clients that are just not happy with the standard reporting that you know comes out of the computers and we have to kind of um, look to perfect that so that we're not having any obstacle or negativity when it comes to um, giving them confidence in their wealth. So that's what that diagram is, is trying to uh, depict. And and Frank, as we look into this idea of wealth management, kind of from that 10,000 foot view, I know there are a handful of different areas that reside within wealth management, especially as we've touched on in, the, in prior episodes on the show. You know, there's the investment management side, there's tax planning, estate planning, so on and so forth. So when you and your team look at wealth management and what clients are, are truly interested in, I know you and your team utilize kind of a heat map service. Talk to me a little bit about this heat map idea and how it helps identify kind of the pressing topics that folks really want to talk about within wealth management. 
Yeah, I think this discovery is really uh, key, uh, especially I curate this uh, research that was purchased by uh, CEG Worldwide um, Spectrum. And they've served, surveyed at least 1,300 high and ultra high net worth families and individuals. And you know what the what this this depiction is showing is what do the wealthy desire in the way of services? And you go across the gamut. Investment management is pretty much a um, you know uh, a standard of what they expect. Tax planning. They're up to almost 90%. They expect some level of tax planning. 91% uh, wants estate planning. 73.8% want wealth protection planning. And believe it or not, 87.3% of wealthy people are interested in charitable planning. Now, the services provided by the advisors, by the lower tier uh, depiction here, you would think it's pretty aligned with what clients are looking for and prospects are looking for. The reality is the middle uh, row where what's actually being received. So 72% of people are getting the investment management that they think they're supposed to get out of 92% demanding it. Tax planning is only 24.8%. And I think if we didn't have tax planning as part of our practice, there would be a certain level of wealth that we would not be able to retain. Um, but we do a good job with that. In estate planning, you know, it's almost a fifth of what, you know, the, uh, the individuals of high net worth are looking for, 22.4%. Not everybody knows what wealth protection planning is, but it has a lot to do with property and casualty. It has to do with highly concentrated stock portfolios. It has to do with you know, what could you handle or weather if, if you lost a certain amount of money? Um, charitable planning is kind of a, a highlight for us because only 6% of the advisory world out there is providing the need or the demand or the supply uh, to this 87.3% of the wealthy that are looking for that advice. And we've been doing charitable planning instruments since 1988. And in doing that, um, we have found that people are really gravitating towards not only because they want to make a difference in the world or in their community, but because they see the enhancements of their overall wealth management, like retirement planning or legacy planning. And those, those become you know, part of the planning process. Sure. And, and Frank, do you find that when, you know, you're looking at kind of this heat map in terms of what, what services are provided versus what's delivered or what's expected versus what's delivered, it sounds like where you're headed is kind of, there's a little bit of a disconnect out there in a lot of wealth management between what is expected by a client. And then of course, what is delivered by the financial advisor or wealth manager they're working for or working with. Well, part of the disconnect comes from uh, what I would call behavioral finance, and I'll come back to that, but to, oh, to simplify what wealth management is and to di differentiate it from financial planning and investment consulting or portfolio management, wealth management is really WM equals IC investment consulting plus AP advanced planning plus relationship management RM. A lot of people take for granted, um, it's a very human uh, nature to 
say, well, how much money did you make for me? Well, the making of money is usually derived from the individuals and the companies and the households that have created the wealth. And the wealth management is to help manage that wealth so that they don't lose the wealth and that they can enhance it. And enhancing it is, is you know, being a good tax advisor as well as an investment manager. You know, how many, how many uh, advisors uh, harvest the gains and losses at the end of the year so that you are uh, maximizing the returns and minimizing the tax? And how many have a uh, network of people that are advanced in uh, estate planning or law and, and accounting that complement and align with the, the client? So we think that formula is maybe overly simplistic, but it definitely covers the four main cornerstones, if not five cornerstones of wealth management. And that's wealth preservation, combined with wealth protection. And then there's wealth enhancement, like tax planning and concentrated stock positions. Uh, there's wealth transfer and there's charitable giving. So all of that bundled together makes up the WM in wealth management. So when we're looking at these these four cornerstones, as you mentioned, of wealth management, I mean, it it really does help kind of set the scene for an individual, a client as to what matters the most for them and what they should be focusing on within their overall wealth management strategy. So now let's get into differentiation because that's really the final layer of today's conversation in terms of that overarching, what is wealth management really? Well, here's what it is, but now where is the differentiation between between financial advisor A and B versus wealth manager A and B? So talk to me about the Astorino Financial Group, Frank, where you guys pride yourselves on and, and kind of that differentiation and that distinction that you bring to the table for your clients and how you address what you've mentioned thus far in these four cornerstones. Thank you. Well, part, part of our distinction, aside from having all the appropriate credentials and uh, a plethora of experience um, in just doing wealth management. Um, I think the process and the service that we provide aligns with each individual and, and family. It's not a cookie cutter process. So if you were to break down as the illustration shows, our wealth management services can simply be divided into financial planning services combined with investment management services. And the financial plan is the cornerstone. Um, most people you know, that come in and say, I just wanna make money or show me how I get from point A to point B and what's the right allocation and so forth. That, that should come after you've done a deep dive discovery of what the client's goals and aspirations and risk tolerance is. And then you get that in the form of a financial plan, which covers retirement, education, your risk management and insurances, it's tax planning, it's retirement planning, it's estate planning, very, very comprehensive. And what happens is when some decision is made on the investment side, it typically has a, a rippling effect on some of the other components or all of the components of wealth management. So when we bring in investment management, which we will get into further when we get to our next podcast, but the investment management is really where you align the tools and the vehicles 
and the type of management, whether it's a single money manager or a, a best of breed manager, or if it's a mutual fund, or if it's an ETF, or it's an annuity, all of that comes after we've done a really full uh, profiling of what the risk and the return that is required uh, for an investor and uh, wealth management uh, prospect. Sure, sure. And Frank, you know, we're going to double click into some of those deeper topics, you know, on a more granular level here in our subsequent episode coming up here. But Frank, we've, I think we've thrown a lot of information at our, our audience in terms of understanding truly from that high level what wealth management is, what a, a, you know, a wealth manager, an elite wealth manager should be providing to their clients and the value they bring to the table. There's a lot there on the table. So Frank, if anybody out there is interested in, in learning more, maybe talking to you and your team at the Astrino Financial Group about how you differentiate differentiate yourselves further and work with your clients more granularly. What uh, what would be the best way somebody could reach out and, and open up a dialogue with you? I, I think the you know best place to start is if they want to do their homework and and, and see a little bit about what we are all about uh, is they can go to our website you know www.astorinofinancialgroup.com. They can preview some of our podcasts on YouTube. Uh, or social media. And the second thing they could do, depending on their level of wealth, um, you know, there's a million dollars and up, there's 5 million and up, and then there's 25 million and up that they could schedule a uh, stress test once they've felt comfortable with the services that they've discovered we do. And uh, we can make that appointment for them. Fantastic. Well, Frank, look, I know you're a busy guy and you've got clients to serve, so we'll let you get back to doing that. But I uh, appreciate you carving some time out of your uh, your busy schedule to, to jump on and dive into this with me today. It's, it's my pleasure, Ryan, and I, I hope everybody can take at least one item away that gives them a little bit of insight they didn't have before. Of course, of course. Well, look, appreciate you, Frank. And we want to say one final thank you to everybody who stopped by and spent some time with us on the podcast today. If you took something away from today's discussion, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you checked us out on today so that you don't miss out on other great conversations like these. Kind of two-part episode here today talking about wealth management from a high-level perspective. Now we're going to get granular with it in our next episode. So be sure to keep your eyes out for that one once it drops. But for Frank, I'm Ryan. We're going to go and say so long today but once again we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on wisdom and wealth the opinions voiced in this material are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual no strategy assures success or protects against loss to determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision the Astorino Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide legal or tax advice or services. Please consult your legal or tax advisor regarding your specific situation. LPL Financial representatives offer access to trust services through the private trust company, NA, an affiliate of LPL Financial.